Okay, good morning. It's May, uh, we're very busy with projects, but we have um, still three lectures to go, and then the final uh, project presentation. Two topics that I want to cover in this course is one is uh, one of the most uh, practical ones now for you. Online analytical processing and data cube um, analysis. Um, and uh, second, uh, then uh, next week I, I try to wrap up my part of the course. Uh, um, we'll see how much we've left from this uh, all up theme. Uh, and maybe throw in the serialization, which was actually your lecture slides already uh, within the clustering. So I decided that this all up. It's important now to cover at this stage. So then we can look at the serialization and, uh, and uh, sort of two-way clustering. The last lecture will be uh, given by a guest, invited lecturer, uh, May School, uh, who is currently postdoc in Bristol, in the UK, uh, studying machine learning. So he will uh, talk about machine learning and uh, probably about confidence in machine learning. So you have been predicting, so we went through machine learning that we want to predict future, but it's extremely important to understand how confident we can be about that prediction. Um, and the use cases for self-driving cars, uh, how confident you are before you start making real decisions up on the machine learning outputs. Okay, but uh, all up and data warehouses. Uh, data warehouses, uh, what is warehouse? It's, it's a, some big storage room, warehouse, full of data. So we talk about how to handle, uh, how usually uh, the data is handled in the business when you really, once you collect it together, uh, what to do with this kind of, um, uh, how to manage this data for analytical um, goal. And this falls under the topic of business intelligence, um, to understand your business, intelligence about your business or maybe competitors as well, but it's, uh, it's not like artificial intelligence or predictive modeling, but it's really trying to understand uh, data. It's more data-base-like approach. And for the database approach, you, you can write SQL uh, data uh, relational data models. You can write uh, SQL queries, I presume, everybody is running some sort of, doing some sort of SQL. Uh, you have taken courses at least. So you have to remind about the uh, SQL. So what, what happens with the database is that for analytical processes, uh, just a simple query is not enough. So for that, there is this sort of like data queue abstraction that allows more analytical queries to be done on the data from the database. So it's, uh, 
extending uh, SQL to support analytics. And in order to do that, we need to model data. We need to make um, database models that allow this kind of analytical uh, approaches. And uh, this is called multidimensional modeling, uh, for which the two most standard ones are STAR data models and Snowflake data models. Uh, but the essence is that there is one huge table that is more or less all your data. And what we need as a star or satellite information is about um, attributes in your database so that you can make a query and then summarize um, that query. And uh, um, once we have the basics, then we can, of course, ask. Does that solve all the problems? Of course not, because real life is complex, real life is dynamic, real life uh, data keeps changing over the time. So we need to start thinking how to evolve uh, these data models. So this is pretty much the, the, the goal of today's uh, lecture. Yeah, I have borrowed uh, many slides, uh, and uh, some of them can be boring. So I try to uh, I try to convince you in the, in the verbal form what is important. So I did mention business intelligence. Uh, so it's really about business data in timely and accurate uh, manner uh, support decision processes. This is essence of data mining. Take the data make it available, make decisions. And uh, the ones who make decisions are usually the, the executive, more closer to the executive level. Which brings us to the question that they, they are not the technical guys. The, the, the decision makers usually are not the ones who write programs, software, manage data, but they want input for their decision making. So all the abstractions, all the technical thing, uh, has to to end up in very simple uh, concepts, high-level concepts, and user interfaces, so that uh, uh, management can actually make uh, decisions based on them. And uh, if AI, artificial intelligence trying to make decisions, then business intelligence tries to help the right people to make reach decisions. And it's uh, about data warehousing, how to bring data together for analysis. You want to do analysis quickly. Uh, term online can be used in different contexts for, for various different, for you online is online web presence. Um, Online is sort of like for streaming data, it's you just look at the new data and online algorithm just never looks back, just keeps online forward. But in this context, online analytical processing sort of you want rapid enough analysis responses. Uh, so in that sense, it's kind of like online process. And we can embed some data mining techniques as well in this process. Now, the, the most typical example for this uh, online analytical processing is about real uh, 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 
um, about the supermarkets and stores and sales, uh, business, sales, products, prices. So what you want to know is something like, okay, we, we, we run a chain of stores. How can we analyze across all the stores what is being sold, at how much, what are the efficiencies in different, uh, in different regions or individual stores, different products, product categories, different days, months, uh, weekends versus uh, holidays, etc. So we need to understand a lot about data in different, uh, in different uh, slices of the entire day. And the problems, of course, start to be uh, make something here, just find the total sales in some region, etc. But the, the problems are also that when we start analyzing the data and want to understand the customers, then you can imagine that different stores after mergers and acquisitions may have different databases running one store and the other store. And then combining the data together has been cumbersome. So the same things can be named differently in different places. So all the data integration problems uh, are there. Data can be precise or missing, of course, especially for some customers you don't know the demographic information. You can't analyze uh, how are three key families performing against seven key families. Or one key family because the data may be imprecise or missing. If you think about the actual store database, then that is very We are heading up towards the question that we have transactional databases that support the sales event. But now we are trying to ask how to do analysis. You have been trained to make data models according to the all the normal forms so that databases. No redundancy in the data models. It's uh, uh, it's optimal. It's fast. You can you can do rapid queries. You can do uh, consistent uh, all the consistency in the database for one transaction. Transactions have to be complete, etc. All the uh, properties of transactions. But now we start to ask questions which are not about one sales event, but analysis across over over many. Um, so, um, all the problems of uh, data heterogeneity from different uh, databases sources uh, are, facing, uh, uh, are basically in front of us. Um, if we think about the operational databases, uh, then you want to keep them relatively small so that you, only the current data is there. Right? For airline check-ins, you, you care about the future, but then you talk about the history, you don't care who was sitting in this seat one year ago. Right? So you have only sort of a forward-looking database, but what we want to do is sort of like look past, you look into the past performance and start extrapolating from there uh, for future. So um, this all led to the understanding at some point that we have so much data, uh, but yet we can't access the data for analysis. 
we have mountains of data, but we can't access it. And, uh, and we need to look at the data from many different angles, from different categories, different uh, spices, spices, every single way uh, we need to look at the data. And then different people may ask different things from the same data. They may look at different uh, performance indicators, metrics, uh, different numbers uh, for different reasons. Somebody may ask about the quantities, somebody may ask about the profit margin, somebody may ask about the total sales, or, or whatever, right? So, of course, everything that we have talked about, the, the, the aggregating the data, integrating the data together, cleaning, uh, uh, transforming, uh, before you start to do analysis is valid, right? All these steps are valid, that from the data sources, we need to extract data, transform, and load for the analytics purposes. Export, transform, load for analytical processes. Export, transform, load, ETL process is uh, what we need uh, when we start building data warehouses for analytical uh, needs. Your transactional database, if you, if you work for something in the data pack, then it's really about, oh, let's develop the loans department. And then you program how to handle the loans. Everything related to loans or uh, bank card transactions or savings. They're sort of like a function-oriented database. It's how, to, how to support this department for whatever their function is. But when we want to start analyze the uh, data, then we want to have a slightly different view. We want to understand a customer across all the different functions of the business. Uh, we need to understand different vendors who supply us uh, stuff or buy the product. Uh, sort of like when we start analyzing them, then the way how we organize the data can change from sort of like functional perspective to subject or, or sort of like specific analytical needs. So it's sort of subject oriented data. And uh, for this data warehouse, we want to store information in a very uniform data model so that we can actually easily run queries on this unified uh, view. And from different sources, we need to bring data together um, so that we can make this uniform uh, data model. And uh, that's where we are heading. What is this uniform data model? And then, on top of uniform data models, we want to have uh, queries and tools and interfaces that support decision-making. So, uh, from all the different existing transactional processing databases, different applications access uh, these different databases for transaction-specific manners, uh, what we want to do is extract the suitable data sets, transform, load into the data warehouse uh, that supports this online analytical process, that supports the analysis purposes. So we transform all the data for some sort of uh, uh, comprehensive uh, um, 
unified views, and then if needed, we can make a sort of like more specific from this global data warehouse, we can also make local data marts that have very specific functions. So from the global uh, big picture, we can have data marts that may support this uh, OLAP uh, data mining purposes, predictive modeling, or, or will be input for some visualization techniques, or sort of like end users may, may have some uh, subset of the data uh, further. So the terminology is the big data warehouse. Of course, you can have slightly a couple of different uh, database tables together, sort of like multiple ones in the big database. But for, for end users, there can be also smaller data marks that are supporting analysis. So the, you can see your uh, sort of like cashier creates data that goes into the transactional database. But executives want to analyze data that comes together from many, many different cashiers. Right? So in here are data producers, then there is some intermediate data warehouse, and then there are data consumers who, who, who take data as input and make decisions. So these are function-oriented uh, sales events in the, in, the, in the shop, for example, and then subject-oriented, or, or sort of let, let's look at the clients, or let's look at the products, etc. And for selected subjects, you can have data models. Uh, if it, why do we need all of this? Uh, imagine that we have the supermarket chain. How do you make a query that asks, okay, across all the databases, all the, all the, all the data that we have, which products have been most profitable over the last 10 years? Why would the cashier database uh, contain the last 10 years? It has been changed so often that even maybe the system can't run that. How do you make the query that which customer is most productive? Select customer from where? How do you rate them? What kind of SQL query would you would you write? How much they pay? Sorry? Uh, how much the customers pay you? Uh, that is the that is not the profit actually. Profit is something uh, which is not how much you got from the customer, but profit margin comes from the profit, profit margins. Right? You may you may be just buying the, the stuff that is not profitable from the shop. There can be customers who only come for the huge sales events. Like you buy only shoes, well, I may buy the clothes only from the, uh, not unless it's seventy percent discount. Maybe it's not profit for the for the shop. So it's it's not the sales amount necessarily that is profit. So which are which are the which are the products that have been uh, profitable, or which public holidays has the largest sales? What are the public holidays? You need to understand what are the holidays. Uh, which week has the largest sale? Uh, you can think that maybe it's around Christmas, but you need to validate that or or, or get these kind of queries. Or you may want to see what this happens to the specific product sales over time. What happens over the time? 
And to express all of these in the, in the SQL on our Missouri database can be very demanding. If, if somebody comes to you, let's write a SQL query that does this or that, then it can be demanding. And then somebody else needs to do exactly the same stuff. So we need to make something uh, that, that, that makes analysis easier. Uh, so basically, it's uh, uh, where we are heading is that instead of the standard database techniques for online transaction processing, we want to have something that supports analysis uh, processing. Transactions are about updates, inserts, uh, deletions, whatever that you deal with the data there. Uh, reserved rights, etc. But in the analysis, you have your data. You are not changing the data anymore. You have the data, you can pre-process the data that supports analysis. And you don't want to just access a single value for which you have good index, but, uh, but you want to aggregate across all the customers who came in this weekend, uh, what did they do in the next weekend, or whatever. Right? Um, so, and we, we may give up on certain uh, uh, database techniques about the normalization, redundancy, actually maybe redundancy would be beneficial for us if it supports the past queries. And the data updates will not be in a millisecond that uh, the next time that you bought something that, in that it ends up in the analysis uh, database, but it can be done on the daily, weekly, monthly routine uh, for the bigger analysis. Okay, um, and for all the big queries, you need still uh, rapid response times, but the rapid is now seconds uh, or minutes across very large data, which is of course different from the uh, cashier sales. So everything, all that ACID properties that you learn for the database, atomic operations, consistency, isolation, durability, so like even if something breaks in the middle of the transaction, you need to be able to recover or, or just delete everything or accept everything. Um, all this um, can be changed now on an analytical processing. And for the data warehouse, we want to have a process that periodically uploads data to the warehouse and then supports analysis. Uh, we have not talked about what type of analysis, but this is one example what type of end-user end analysis you may want. So business intelligence suite, so this is several years old, I think target business intelligence suite, there are many different products that may look like Excel tables and visualizations and pie charts and tables, but these are summaries of data. How much uh, genes have been bought uh, or sold in 2006, 2007? You can start making charts is it going up or down? You need to aggregate data into these summary tables that somebody can make uh, use of. So all the visualization techniques you can put on these data dashboards. And the end users are going to look at these data dashboards, maybe making some queries, but the hope is that they don't need to have the, all the SQL manipulation or, or, or programming skills. Um, so this is what we want as uh, some sort of uh, end result. Uh, different visualization techniques.
needs uh, graphics uh, tables, wants to have the tables and data, and you can, you can build the, the graphs uh, on top of that. So the data analysis dashboards, uh, if you Google for images, uh, yesterday I made the Google Business Intelligence Dashboard, then you get a lot of different vendors that how they provide, what type of user interfaces they, they provide in their products, and you can see that all of them have some sort of visualizations, the meters that are hot or, or cold or whatever, whatever visualization you can think of. But, but all of them try to bring together some overview of the data. And then you may want to have opportunity to select for different product categories. Okay, let's look at one product category, all the products in there, let's look at the different product category. The dairy products versus the bread uh, categories. You may want to visualize these different ones, try to analyze, try to understand what's happening in the store. So, back to the basics. To support these kind of queries, uh, most databases will offer so-called data cube abstraction. So we take big data, but we try to make data cube out of that so that you can uh, read out the values from the, from, the, from the cube. This is similar to, all of this is very similar to the so-called pivot tables uh, in, that are built into your Excel. Um, Open Office, Google spreadsheets. Um, I think I once asked how many have, uh, of you have been doing pivot tables in these uh, spreadsheet software. In the script? Sorry? In the script or in Excel? In just in Excel. Oh. Or? I just in the script. In SQL? Yes. In SQL you have been doing that. Okay. So, so we can start from the very basic ideas how to do the pivot table, what, what the heck is this pivot table, uh, and how, how you can do that in your standard uh, spreadsheet format. And then we uh, generalize that, or think of the underlying database, and what is needed uh, for the pivot table-like uh, views, or so-called so data cube abstraction. So, uh, this is a total mock-up of the, for example, data, uh, it can be have uh, regions, uh, cities, uh, specific stores, the different uh, categories of the products, uh, electronic products, uh, the, the, the vendor, sort of the, like the brand, uh, the sales state, and uh, what, is the, what is the price of the product or, or the sale. And of course you can have this uh, very large, right? Uh, but how do, you want, how do we want to summarize? We want to understand uh, in different regions, maybe, in the different stores, or maybe not stores that speaks to the regions. Finally, you may have multiple stores just at the region. Uh, how many different products uh, by which brands are being sold? Is uh, Thailand selling more uh, Apple products than Samsung products? How do, you, how do you want to summarize? And one example is in here. So we want to have just uh, three cities. We have we have one, two 
radios and TVs in this database. Uh, in Tallinn, uh, in the data, there was two radios sold, two, two TVs sold. Uh, radios, the prices are uh, in here, TV prices are in here, you add them up, you sold four items at the price of 3540 right? This is already a summary of this uh, data. And then, this summary here is across all the stores, all the products. Uh, this is like uh, summing up everything, and this is the total sales. You want uh, very simple overviews uh, on this amount. And if you add all of these up, it should be this value. So let me just uh, show very quickly Excel. Um, oh, you don't see that. Um, sorry. Displays. Arrangement mirror. Okay, now you see the table. Well, I added uh, a little bit in here. So this is the simple table format. You can uh, highlight everything, say that you want to um, take all this data, and then under the data, summarize with pivot table. This allows us to to build in here the summary overview of this data. So what did we want to have? We wanted to have the region as a row. We have Rakvara, Tallinn, Tartu in this uh, view. And we may want to have a category uh, iPads, radios, and TV sets. Right? What do we want to see about them? We want to see the information about the sales. This table now contains how many... Um, I can't make it too much larger. It's not important to read the values. But now it says um, in total there were 22 rows. Let me just validate this. Uh, sorry, where is this? Um, I lost the data table. Okay, under the TV. So, um, should have 33. What is missing?
messing around. I shouldn't be messing around. In the smaller screen, uh, Excel loses some of the uh, some of the Come on, where is them? Let me just make a new one. I lost the <laughs> formula builder. Uh, data, pivot table, it as in the new sheet. Um, so we will have the uh, regions. Uh, product categories, but I want to have. Well, this one at the moment says that uh, uh, count category. Why didn't um, I'm I'm confused about why didn't it um, give me the uh, the thirty three in here. Now it's 33, okay. Um, I had probably selected less data. And uh, in the product category, I, I say now that I want to see the, the product categories as, uh, as columns. So we have, in the data there is 33 items sold, uh, how many iPads in different regions, radios, TV sets, etc. If you don't want to see, uh, look at the uh, count how many products were sold. This is called a, a measure we want to have maybe the total sales or the average value, uh, maximum, minimum product price. Uh, so this, this is the, the measure uh, for which we can... Um, now we have the value, right? the, the amount of sales. And we want to have... Maybe, we may want to add um, not twice the sum, but uh, maybe we want to also have the, the, the count. Now we have uh, two iPads, total sales 2,300. Now why this is pivot table is that pivot is something that uh, allows to change. What I may want to have slightly different, uh, sorry, I should, I should delete this one. Um, maybe I want to have the different uh, shape. Maybe I want to have rows, uh, the categories, and the stores or the regions as the, the columns. So I can change the table easily. And I can uh, uh, look at the... 
region, but the specific store, let, let's add the specific store, um, where did it end up? I should uh, add it in here. So now the analyst may look at the, okay, Tallinn, but then look at the three stores in Tallinn. What are the Ulemiste selling TVs, Mustika is selling iPads, right? It's easy to get, uh, take large data and build this kind of summary overviews. Aggregated together in here, 
by the columns, by the uh, total uh, column sums. So that's what we want. Aggregate information about all the data. So pivoting is sort of turning these axes around. Instead of being columns, you make these as, as rows. And uh, top row, and then uh, quarter one in here. And changing the way how we organize the data. So pivoting, just turning around uh, the data. So uh, in this data analysis process, we want to uh, formulate the query that fills in these types of tables fast from the aggregated data from the database. And then you can visualize uh, these types of uh, data in different ways, different uh, graphics, or try to look at the numbers. You can put on here the, the, the heat maps on top of this. This is how you can visually look at that, uh, try to identify patterns in this data. And all our process is really about supporting these kind of queries fast. Aggregations. We want to aggregate over the, all the data. You uh, have all the values. Of course, you can aggregate in different ways. What is the average value? What is the sum value? Uh, what is the minimal value? What is the maximum value? These are the aggregates that you can calculate on top of this, uh, these numbers. So the basic idea is that you, uh, you collect the data together to get all the values, and then you can aggregate by, by whatever uh, uh, way you want. Or maybe you want to draw some distribution of these values. Of course, this, this is like a, like a, a uh, sequel, like just average the temperatures uh, in the value database. Or table. You have the tables like if, if this is the table, uh, then if you want multiple values, then we start grouping by by time and altitude. Uh, so not necessarily always by time. Uh, or by day, yes, in this day, what is the, the average uh, temperature at this altitude? So you can make these kind of uh, queries. The same time, the same altitude, the temperature values. So select time, altitude, and average of the temperatures grouped by the same time, the same altitude. What is the average of temperature? Right? So this SQL query should give you quality. Time altitude groups, there is actually three groups, and then averages uh, time altitude groups and average temperatures calculated for you. 22, 24, as up to 23 on average. So this is uh, over two dimensions or two uh, views aggregated together all the values that we have, um, in this case aggregated together by average. So in the SQL, it would be uh, a group by uh, query, group by group together all the values that are equal, and then uh, calculate uh, the aggregate. What are the total sales of cars of different year make, different colors, and how many has been sold? Uh, so these uh, car sales examples. Uh, 
different gear, different colors, uh, how many Chevys, Ford's, uh, they sold total cars, 94 totals, so these kind of uh, uh, summary tables. Select black Chevys made 1994 and how many there has been? 50. Select black Chevys 1995, how many there has been? 85. Total black Chevys sold across two years, 135. So we, we need to formulate many queries to fill in each and every value in this table. Select total all the Chevys sold in 1994, how many? Right. So basically the, the data uh, cube abstraction uh, or sort of this kind of pivot table uh, like abstraction requires that we formulate queries that fill in each and every value in this, in this table. Individually you can make SQL queries to, uh, to Select for Chevys, white, aggregate over all the 94, 95 years, you get 155. So this, may, this is the underlying database, and we want to have this kind of uh, overviews. Um, the numbers, um, Chevy 94 black, 50, that is easy, but this number is Chevy 94, all colors. So basically what we need is, uh, um, is all supported. Any value for color, Chevy 94, any color, how many? So this would be this and this added together. It would be somehow, either you, we start to make these queries in the database, in the underlying database, or maybe we, we can even pre-calculate certain values for any value combination or all. If we have this kind of row summary already in databases, just select Chevy 94 all, how much is total? Then it will be just a single row fetch, value fetch, if this has been pre-calculated. Uh, so this value is Chevy, all years, all colors, 290. So we can sort of like start asking how to fill in the, uh, all the values. So all the subtotals, individual, uh, this, 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 you can get value. But what are the subtotals? So that's how we want to uh, basically add this uh, we want to make SQL queries that are going to select group by Chevy 94 uh, all values and, and get the values done. So in a way, what, what we want to have is sort of like something where we make SQL queries for any card, any color, any year, or whatever the order was, as long as one of us Chevy, uh, what is the total sum of the sales? And then we want to get uh, uh, select model overall for, for specific model overall uh, as long as model is Chevy, uh, group by models. 
So in a way, if you, if you start to fill in these tables, yes, you can formulate individual queries, and you can make a complex query that actually is going to build us this kind of table so that we can fetch the values. Make a SQL query, make another SQL query, make another SQL query, and we can fill in all the values needed. That can be sort of cumbersome, and, and, and in fact, for this kind of more complex SQL queries, there are better query languages that allow us to do this kind of uh, uh, aggregates uh, more easily. But even this kind of uh, this kind of data. Actually, what we, how, how we want to look at this is that we want to have this, uh, this data cube abstraction of this kind of data. The data cube, this in here looks like Ruby cube, but basically we can look at what is the total aggregate sum all the data. Then we can look at uh, group by color. We have red, white, and blue cars. How many souls? What is the total value? So this total value is in here, right? Now we looked at the, by the color. If we have the, another dimension, we have two types of cars, Chevys and Fords. So we have Chevy, Ford, uh, red, white, blue values, and then we can have aggregates in here. So these by color, these values should be uh, the same as, as in there, but this is the data. So we can have the tables, uh, row-wise uh, aggregates, column-wise aggregates, the total. But when we start adding dimensions, we sort of make it to high-dimensional space. So we talk about data cube that has dimensions. In this case, the dimensions are color, the car make, and the year. So the dimensions are uh, by, by year, by make, by color. And all the aggregates are the sums or aggregated values sort of build the uh, living in this sort of like data cube space. And then you can ask what are the, uh, from different angles, what are the total uh, values, uh, sums, uh, whatever the user may want to have. And, and the goal is that either we, we support these by very rapid queries or we have pre-calculated everything. If you have pre-calculated everything, then user, we just show to the user any values from this data cube, any way they want to look at the data. So these dimensions, the make, year, and color, are making multi-dimensional data, and what we want is, is this total aggregate. And that's why it's called the data cube, because if you have multi-dimensional data, in this case three-dimensional, but you can have four, we may want to have the, the retail dimensions or month dimensions, we may want to have the, the trucks versus uh, sports cars, we have different type of uh, subcategories. And the aggregate total sums you sum up all the values in here, you fill in this uh, value in here.
So we will have multi-dimensional data, n-dimensional data, and we want to aggregate by disaggregate uh, functions, sums, maximums, uh, averages, um, and uh, and this is sort of like general, small generalization on top of the standard uh, SQL uh, relation data model. So we and the vendors are, are free to implement this in any different ways, how much to pre-calculate and store and keep, and how much to calculate on the live data. Um, so the dimensions and the aggregates. This brings us very close to the, again, to the mathematical lattice. We looked at the, at the uh, frequent item sets. So the dimensions, if we specify the month, year, or whatever, the, the here, month, year, and corner, for example, uh, all specified, it's very specific data. Aggregates per month, year are uh, aggregated for any color, or month, color is aggregated for any year, or all the values together. So we can again, by the lattice, fill in uh, all the necessary uh, data values. So if we want to have sort of like a, a cube, then the SQL uh, syntax may be something like, uh, let's select modern name here and sum there, Chevy and Ford, years are between 90 and 94, but proved by the cube data model, so that we can have all these different dimensions aggregated together in this cube data model uh, by car model, make and year, uh, so that total sum of sales is larger than zero. So if we have this data cube, then we know that we can uh, have all the aggregates calculated. If this is underlying data, then data cube abstraction is basically asking how to fill in uh, what is all, 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 or basically all, all, all the red cards, whichever year, whichever model they are, the total. So, you can think of, uh, if this is underlying data, then the data cube abstraction may calculate, pre-calculate all of this, make it even larger, pre-calculate some of the values, and then it boils down to just quickly visualizing this data, or uh, maybe we will build the queries and just be rapidly adding up these counts uh, to get to these uh, aggregate uh, counts. So you wait uh, generalization of group by, but uh, but now it allows us if we do the cube that we can more easily do the pivot tables, change the values, uh, uh, keep just reporting, uh, and then what we will add is that we can look at the data, uh, slice and dice through the data by different dimensions, and the more data we have pre-calculated and just can rapidly access, uh, the better. Slicing and dicing. If this is the data cube aggregation, let's look at just one year at a time. Let's slice through the data from one dimension. Uh, dicing, uh, let's, let's uh, this is the share of text, but let's look at the sum values only, accessories, outdoor closing, and whatever this is. Let's look at some uh, slices or well, some, some floors from this data cube only. 
let's uh, dive through the data. Uh, we can look at uh, outdoor, whatever equipment or whatever it is, we can zoom in and see what are the products within these categories. So we can drill down to more specific ones, or once we have the uh, specific ones, we can drill up or move to the higher level. So we, we, will, we will look at the data by categories. Uh, if you have previously just cars, we can look at the different subcategories of cars. And the pivot table was that we can take these uh, cubes and turn them in any way. You can uh, turn the tables at any different ways. Uh, in the Excel, you are stuck with this two-dimensional screen, but underlying data is sort of like cube abstraction, and then you can look at the cube from the different viewpoints and uh, decide what you put in rows, columns, from which angle you look at the uh, table. The aggregates could be, well, the, your profit question was actually that amount of sales minus expenses. That means that we need to understand the sales as well as the expenses, and then the, that's the profit. So that can be something either calculated uh, on the fly there or sort explicitly somewhere. Okay, I will move. Uh, so, so the data cube abstraction, in a way, is just a simple generalization of the SQL table. Uh, adding this uh, cube abstraction, the, the, the groups, group by averages or whatever the aggregates we need to have. Uh, and then you can look through the cube from different viewpoints. So there are lots of different uh, terms in here. You can look at individual cells, you can look at the entire cube. Then you can start asking is it a dense cube? If you have, can you have, I don't know, uh, red bread? Or red, red, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever. Uh, and you have red, white wine. No. So is the cube at the end dense or not? Uh, what, what kind of data is derived? What are the dimensions? How you move in this cube to drill uh, down, uh, drill up, uh, roll up, rotate, row dimensions? All these terminologies are related to the cube abstraction. And then, once you have it, you can build dashboards. You can build dashboards. Uh, you can uh, ask what are the what are the values that you want to to look at. Uh, for example, some some dimensions. Let's uh, focus only in Palm region. Uh, let's look at the different industries: software industry versus the, the machinery. Uh, what are the taxes paid? The numbers, the graphics, so these kinds of visualizations you can do that on top of this data cube uh, data. Um, and these, these are called, called the analytical dashboards, just visualizations of the data. And the goal is that user can uh, select for some specific date ranges or, or uh, by the look at by the employee, by the geography, whatever the ways you want to slice through the data and try to analyze all the aggregate information of the database. So we have data cube, we have data, and we want to aggregate. The question is how to how to model this data 
in uh, all the multidimensional data and how to store the data to reach this kind of uh, data cube abstraction. So this is the data cube and the different uh, dimensions where, for example, by industry category products, by different uh, where it can be the entire uh, region, Asia, Americas, the specific country, uh, the, the county, city, uh, specific store. So for the for the geographic location, you can have actually multiple, uh, multiple different uh, layers of, of uh, abstraction. So you can go from the Asia to look by country specific or city specific. So you can move up or down the regional dimensions or the time dimensions by year, quarters, months, weeks, days. Uh, these are the different dimensions uh, by which you may want to uh, have a look at the data. So how to model this? The most easiest is what we call star model. It's called the star model. So the basic fact table is in the center. This is where we keep all the data, all the events. Every fact is stored in here. And the satellite tables are described in the dimensions. So these are the facts. And uh, the dimensions, for example, the customer is described in this table. Customer can have the name, address, the cities, uh, etc. There is just customer ID. The customer is described by the ID, and the customer by the ID, you select the customer or customers, and then you select from the fact table the respective IDs and aggregate those together. So the center is the fact table. And individual, uh, individual uh, dimensions are described as uh, satellite uh, data tables. This is the star model. There is a one center and just star-like uh, one level of data tables uh, to describe each, uh, each dimension. Okay, the date is already here, customer ID, product ID, store ID, but then quantity, this, this is uh, slightly different than the customer, uh, this customer in this store bought this product on this date by this order ID, one item, uh, sort of quantity, uh, one item at the price of 12. So these are the measures we, that we want to aggregate. These are the dimensions described in these tables, and these are all the facts, all the, all the sales events in this single table. So star table, uh, fact table is in here, and, and this is uh, SQL model uh, for facts and different uh, dimensions, the very simple view of the data. More complex, uh, yeah, fact table, dimension tables, and the measures. Now, it turns out that this, uh, sometimes you can't just say the, the customer by, in a single table. You want to have uh, more information about the customer, customer location perhaps, or customer product, uh, customer uh, type. So for the customers, let me see, what is this? Uh, for the stores, store will be in certain city, uh, transaction ID in this store, but this, about the store you can have the what type of store it is, which region, north, south, whatever, 
uh, is, a, is a region code or warm region. You need to understand better uh, what type of store it was, and you don't want to store that in the back table to replicate all this information. You don't want to put everything in a single table about the store. You want to uh, if, uh, keep the information about the store in multiple uh, tables. So this is more like your standard database design here for the one dimension. And this uh, brings us from the star uh, schema to the snowflake schema. Uh, if this is a star schema where it's just single table and single dimensions, then snowflake is the same back table, but the dimensions can have multiple tables describing the, the, the dimensions. The location ID, uh, city, some other properties of the city, uh, maybe in here. And everything is linked by the just IDs or keys. So how does this work? You formulate your query uh, about certain regions or cities uh, uh, by a certain branch uh, in this branch, uh, by, the, uh, by the item from the specific supplier, or how does uh, this supplier in this city, in this branch, no, this supplier in this city perform? How do the products brought by this supplier in this city perform in the tactile table? How many units were sold, and what was average amount of sales of uh, products from this supplier, this city, uh, from the back table? So we formulate the query by the dimensions and by the keys we index to the central back table, and from the index from the central back table, then you can aggregate data. So in this sense, the, the, the data cube queries become more simpler SQL-like queries where you first select the dimensions, whatever dimensions are needed, and then you know which rows in the fact table correspond to those, and then you can aggregate across these values in here. If there are many uh, common aggregates needed, many similar types of queries, some of the aggregates can be cached or stored separately. So really, the, uh, for the online analytical processing and this data cube abstraction, uh, this multi-dimensional uh, data modeling is really about building these sort of like fact tables and the dimensions in the SQL uh, database. So many SQL databases have these kinds of extensions. Uh, to, to allow uh, more easy creation of this kind of uh, database uh, models. And then the necessary model measures that can be aggregated. How many units sold, the uh, totals, the, the, the small minimums, maximums, uh, averages, order the prices of the color sold, etc. Let me see if I jumped over something now, not really. Uh, so this is pretty much the necessary terminology here. We want to have the, the central fact table. In Excel, I had all the boosting uh, all the text were in this fact table, but there should be just ID. So that from the store, you select by ID the uh, right uh, rows, and by good indexing uh, structures and fast aggregates and, and some caching, it's possible to uh, reply very quickly uh, to these kinds of queries. Um, we need for one hospital um, 
really from one hospital uh, uh, data analysis, uh, the problem was that this is the database, uh, this is the data model for this hospital. It used to be the data model for the hospital information system. Nobody could understand that model. The vendor, in the vendor, uh, the one person knew some tables, some other table in here. Nobody could fully understand. Try to imagine making a analytical query across of this operational data model that gives you uh, total reports. How many births at which uh, which uh, weight have been uh, 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 has happening in this hospital? The problem is when you start having this uh, transactional database where doctors enter data, they need to access all the whatever parts of the database. It has evolved over a long time. It's really hard to analyze data. So from this data model, where the analytical queries took not just minutes, they took hours. Imagine you, you close the system for overnight for hours or, or 24 hours to run some report. Doctors can't access the data at the same time. Um, so to extract from these data model uh, data, where you make more simplistic uh, exports, uh, more simpler SQL views, uh, then you export into the data cubes, sort of build the two-dimensional views, data cubes, and on top of, the top of this data cube, you build the reporting. So basically from, uh, uh, where was the time? I think there was a problem that this took uh, minutes or hours, uh, but then you get the outputs that are really like boring Excel-type uh, outputs, but uh, I'm, they are not showing the numbers because it's medical data, but these are the reporting structures for different birth weight groups aggregated together. How many how many kids were born in this uh, weight range uh, in different months? Yeah. Simple reporting, but it would be hard uh, to make from the queries from the from the operational database. So you can have just very quick um, uh, second response times from the uh, data. To summarize so far, you take operational data, you export the important parts and load them, transform that you may want to do some calculations because there is so much uh, uh, information built into the information systems. Um, the value in, in the database cannot be necessarily directly imported to the database. In the other database, you may want to calculate, process it uh, as you would do normally in the, in the software application uh, software, but now you uh, transform this and load into the analytical database. So export, transform, load into the analytical database. This is the important process. To do the multidimensional modeling, let's build the model for the analytical database. Then let's uh, uh, export the necessary data from the operational database, make all the necessary transformations, and then load into the analytical database. And then you can do this uh, sort of like uh, uh, send uh, data from the source databases, uh, what is the frequency in which you do this, uh, in which frequency you update the data, it's up to the management uh, processes there. 
and the, the key is about all the metadata, uh, what is known about the values in the database, uh, uh, how, how is, what is the, uh, what is the, what is in the database and what is in the application uh, program. So you can do periodic snapshots, you can build some triggers. Once there is enough changes, then uh, trigger some uh, data exports. You can transfer maybe only the logs, so the all the updates, or then ship the data. You can replicate the data first and then build the database model, analytical database from there. Uh, or you can also send the transactions over or your analytical database may fall or query the source database. Sometimes you need to rely on the screen scraping from the other uh, system. Uh, so all the dirty secrets of the IT profession. So the question is, how, what frequency, how frequently do you need to do this uh, data um, exports on the data between weekly, etc. So when when do you want to, this, uh, to have this export happening? Okay, and in the process, of course, you want to transform so that from the different sources you, you convert to the same uniform formats to all these uh, data uh, processing uh, uh, needs that we discussed in the earlier in the course. It's sort of like repeats everything that is uh, needed. Sometimes you need to derive new data. So you have the underlying data sources, but maybe you want to derive, uh, calculate the, the, by the business rules, calculate the new derived data uh, so that you can access that more easily from the database. ETL is one thing that you need to remember. Export, transform, and uh, and then you have it. So basically, on top of the standard relation database model, modeling system, database management system, you can have on top of that sort of extensions that are relational online analytical processing uh, model variants. Uh, they can be built on top of the standard uh, database systems, or you can have dedicated all of uh, software vendor tools, um, but usually they are integrated in these uh, relational uh, databases as, as extensions. Multi-dimensional server is more specific, sort of like allows for more direct for this uh, data cube abstraction, so that you have multi-dimensional tools accessing this multi-dimensional server. Um, and uh, yes, you can implement sometimes this on top of the standard relational database management systems. But this is basically what we discussed about how to model the data base, multidimensional data, uh, and how, what are the utilities and tools to access this data to provide this data cube and visualization tools on top of the data. Everything that is related to databases, like what kind of uh, indexes to build, etc., is relevant in here. Because you can have, in the standard databases, you will have B trees and hash tables, R trees, 
different index structures to, if you have the SQL query to one specific row, then you can have these kinds of indices. What, what is common in warehouses is, is speed maps. I have my index, give me the direct invert, inverted index where or which rows that exists, or bitmap indexes. Uh, the ones that allow to do quick joins, uh, some text indexes. So, Customer, customer 21 exists on rows 5 through 7. But basically, this is a, uh, by indexes you want to have give it the direct links where this value 21 is. So one, one of them is in here, H21 in here. Right? So inverted uh, list indices. Just give me all the rows where this value exists. And then you can do uh, uh, fetch all the rows that are 20 or 21 uh, quickly from the back table. Or you can have the bitmaps, 20s are in here, uh, 21s are on, the, on those rows, on the third row, in there and there. Then you can do aggregates 20 or 21, that means that you just do the bitwise OR between this and this, and then you have 20 or 21 uh, indexed by the bits on which row uh, these two values have been. So bitmap indices on top of this uh, data model. Bitmaps can be of course used when there is not too many different values. If it's a floating-point uh, number for whatever reason, then or too many values, then it does not pay to have the bitmap indices. And, uh, and then the goal is that when you have the different uh, dimensions, different uh, uh, product IDs uh, uh, about the product uh, stores, then you uh, make a join and, and fetch from the, uh, from the back table the right, uh, the right rows. So to support on the dimensions, it's important that we, we, we can join across the multiple dimensions uh, get the right uh, indexes from which you can access the back table. And then the, the, the design issue for the software vendors is, uh, or, or database designer is, uh, which queries to allow be run uh, every now and then, or maybe you want to have some materialized uh, views, sort of like. Uh, pre-calculate some values so that later you can access them more quickly. But if you make the materialized view, then of course you explode your memory consumption and then it, it, uh, the question is, does, is it worth to pay that extra storage to keep all this uh, data? Okay, so this, uh, uh, this again has the, the dimensions, the, the lattice by which we can look at the different dimensions. What are all the aggregate values needed if you want to materialize these uh, aggregates on top of that uh, data? 
What is complex is this uh, sometimes that the, the, when you start modeling the dimensions, then the, re, uh, the, the, the date you can access by different uh, dimension axes, sort of like look at the years, all the dates that are in this year, or year, quarter, month is easy, but if you ask about weeks, then the weeks can go across the multiple uh, years, boundaries, or the quarter boundaries, month boundaries. Uh, somewhere should be information about the, the holidays, uh, the weekdays, uh, Sundays, uh, Saturdays, Sundays. So even the just simple question about model B, the date, uh, can have actually uh, uh, interesting uh, properties. It should be very standard, but uh, it's not trivial. And then we enter the real world where uh, things change. Not the dates, not the not, not months in that rapid way, but some properties will change. Um, the stores are made bigger, the new products may be introduced, um, the stores, if, if, if you ask what is average uh, sales per store, store square meter, then if you make the store bigger, uh, you, you cannot, uh, you have to know that, right? Or you have to notice that, okay, we made the store bigger, now my value is not directly comparable to those uh, store values. So the question is uh, then what happens when we start hitting the real life but things start to change. You made the perfect data uh, model for the multidimensional database, but then things start to change. And that's where things get more complicated. So, and the solution to that is that it's not like you made once the data warehouse solution and it's going to be there forever. For many companies that go into this data analytics, they need to start having this as a continuous process. Continuously, somebody is making sure that the data models are being kept up to date, uh, the, the data is uh, kept up to date. You have to live, your data warehouse has to uh, live with the changes in the real, uh, this transactional database. The changes in there will change your analytical database. The end user demands may be different. So it's going to be a continuous process in the big companies. So you have multiple people dealing with just analytical views of the data. Okay, uh, I will uh, stop my lecture part in here. You have been very quiet uh, in here. Is there any questions that you want to ask at this stage? No? Um, then we will see you next week.